This is our special E3 edition. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is, um, and it's brought to you uh, by Dollar Shave Club and Casper. We'll talk more about that a little bit later. Uh, But the the most important thing is we're at E3. Wow, the the set looks really different today. That's that's why. So this episode is brought to you by Dollar Shave Club and Casper Mattress? Yes. So here's a trailer from War of the Planet. (laughs) 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 We've seen that trailer quite a bit this week. Um, yeah. Well, there's never you can never have enough monkeys throwing. Sorry, apes, apes throwing grenades. Thank you. I'm so I'm so very excited about. It. I mean, we've You're talked about it so personal, emotional, so emotional. But I'm super excited about it. That that Gus was saying earlier that uh, Planet of the Apes was one of his favorite classic sci-fi franchises. I'm like the exact opposite. When I heard they were making Planet of the Apes movies. Recently, I was like, oh, no one's going to watch that. But Same. then the movies came out, and they were awesome. So. My favorite ones are like literally the ones they made Mystery Science Theater episodes out of. <laughs> like the real late game Planet of the Apes, where I'm just like, good. I, I'm glad we're admitting how terrible this is. Yeah, it's like, it's like, <laughs> like start some Star Trek stuff, too. It's like very well-intentioned, and I, in a lot of ways, like a noble effort, but just bad. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> just, it's, like, it's like, oh... He tried. Yeah. I didn't Look even see you, the buddy. first new one until the last one came out because I was so sure that I was going to hate and not care about these new Planet of the Apes movies. And then I was like, oh, pleasantly surprised, well, Planet of the Apes. You, yep. They didn't get a good lead in from you know Mark Wahlberg. No offense, Mark Wahlberg, but that was not a fine, good Ryan. Planet of the Apes movie. You will weather your criticism. It's Lincoln, but a monkey. Yeah. See? Yeah. They no, took I, the I twist, and then I, they retwisted. And then it was, but no, yeah, that was not good. Anyway, so, that's re, that's E3, basically, <laughs> that's in a it, nutshell. That's pretty much pretty all of yeah. E3. If you were looking for the big announcements, <laughs> the hot takes, you got them. We, we're done. We can go. You know, it's actually surprising to me that uh, in the last few years, I can't remember the last time it happened. They're really, the movies to games movement is kind of over it's like they don't really turn movies into video games anymore or, i mean they they do not Spider-Man not to maybe the, not to the no, degree that they yeah. did yeah they there was a while there where every movie definitely had a game tie-in and that game tie-in was without fail bad i think that stuff goes to mobile now or it goes to like a vr experience yeah. now you know i think mobile well, they figured out the ones over. that are gonna work and like battlefront you know star wars yeah they, that is a new movie to game title well, I think that's well, what you get with movies to games now is it's like it has to be a movie, but also a comic book, but also a book. It has to be like 100% transmedia, and then they're like, cool, game. Yeah, I mean, owned by Disney. Owned, no, offense. No, offense. owned by Disney. No, no, none taken. I am owned by Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it at this point? <laughs> this shirt brought to you by Disney. Uh, no, I mean, I, I wouldn't. Would you consider Battlefront really a, know, a movie I, to game property? I think there are universes now. No, there, that's, there's that's, like, that's, you know, there's like things will exist in the, you know, the Star Wars universe or something, but it's not necessarily like Battlefront is not, it's not, you know, it's not like it's an adaptation of, or like what uh-huh. the one that came out last year wasn't, you know, it's not an adaptation of like Force Awakens or Rogue One. It's, uh, it's just a, it's a Star Wars. Also, I know where all those properties have a gone. A Star War, where? I know where all the movie to game properties have gone. Where'd they go? They've gone to Lego. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Legos yeah. all Legos about it. Legos just give them to us. We'll do it right. It'll and they fun. do. They make yeah. an enjoyable game that I can play with my kids. Lego Babadook was my favorite Lego <laughs> game. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Just all the little in-jokes and Babadook references, if you're a real Babadook fan, mm-hmm. it's just... If just you real know the lore. If you but know the Babadook yeah. lore. Yeah. But it's also, it's, you know, it's nice the to have something for the adults, for the kids. Got to read between the lines a little bit. Right. It's got some, you know, some subtle adult Babadook humor mm-hmm. there. Um, Two but things I've never enough, understood. Uh, for the kids. Super easy misses. I mean, uh, on a gigantic level. 
in my mind, in the gaming industry, is one, why the hell doesn't Steam make their version of a console, Valve, make a PC that is minimum specs, can be easily upgraded, call it a Steam box or whatever, you know, like that. You mean like the Steam machine or something, something like that? No, but I mean like their their thing, that's a licensing thing. It is a licensing thing. They never made their own. Like, and even just call it a console, and then at the same time they could release... All their threes, Left for Dead three. I mean, Portal they kind of did. That was sort of the story a couple of years ago. Was that that was? But they they came and went so quickly. Like They're no doing one it. Bought super, them. I think I think Valve is being super smart in that they own so much of the money that's coming in from games now that they because go, they tied Steam to Half Life two. Right, and yeah. so now they can say, well, here's a hardware spec. We don't want to make it because hardware PC supply chains, manufacturing, all yeah. that stuff is like crazy expensive why would we do that when we can just like charge you to put a little steam authorized love by valve and let somebody else do it yeah steam they don't managed, need they don't need that money steam people managed in my such family. an amazing thing they managed to make a drm platform that people are com- like people, people get are like, mad when you don't have steam drm yes. on a game they're yeah. just like why is this not on steam i don't trust why don't this. i truly own this yeah yeah, and I remember when Steam came out, everybody hated it because it was tied to Half-Life 2. Oh, yeah, I've got, um, I actually have a, as if on my laptop uh, that someone made back in the day. It's of the Steam logo that goes around, just going up and his butt. Yep, <laughs> like a perpetual machine. Yep. So the other miss, I like going back to the movies and games thing. I It, it seems to me that Pixar, somebody can take on, make about 10 or 12 key hires and have the best gaming division in oh, the for history. Sure. You just take them first-party assets and just yeah. flip them right into an engine. Exactly. Just take all those first... And I, you know, I think the... Just polygon them down, maybe a fraction, just, just a hair. Not even too much these days, not and with the way things are going. Some of the Pixar games have been like, to me, I mean, obviously it's the, the gold standard animation right now, especially 3D animation, but, you know, some of the games have been like, why is this so bad? It's because it's a third-party developer who doesn't get anything from them, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because they, they're working on the movie. They just make so much money though they, they're just gonna all do cookie clickers or whatever whatever they're doing now like the like the the, the the Disney IPs whatever it's so easy now to just make it's easy and it's cheap to make a mobile game with a bunch of microtransactions in it that then the kids will play and they'll just tap the button a whole bunch and then they're gonna run out of taps and then they're gonna buy more taps <laughs> well, I mean they took a big swing with infinity it seemed right. like something that they were very uniquely positioned to do. I agree. Uh, they kept all the control creatively over Infinity. And, you know, Infinity was great, but it was great sort of more as, like, I like the toys. They sit on my shelf. The, toys the game are, was pretty the decent. The toys are very cute. Yeah. Were you excited about the Ubisoft title that had the ship you could build on your controller? Was that That's Ubisoft? me. That was me. I tweeted in all caps about that. You're excited Physical That's DLC exactly my kind of plastic garbage. Oh, man. That's my nightmare, is that. In fact, they had one little throwaway line at the end of that presentation uh, where the speaker said, oh, you can also be able to collect these things digitally. I'm like, there you go. I'm okay with that. They said that, though, but I really want to know how the system works because it, it showed them interacting with the physical object as if that was actively changing right, and the then, in-game and, thing. And right, so and that then makes something, it, that, something that you change on the ship, like, you know, you put a new thruster or whatever on it, and then right. your ship in the game is updated. So well, they have can, something like that in LEGO Dimensions where you can swap things out without actually physically putting things on the portal. Mm-hmm. It's definitely much more satisfying to have the physical thing and swap it out, but you can equal, you can do it equally well with a command in LEGO mm-hmm. Dimensions, and I imagine they'll do the same thing. The one big question that I had about, what is it, Starlink? Is that what it's called? I think so. Starlink, my question about Starlink is like, is this stuff gonna be like blind box? 
I was wondering the same if exact it's thing. Blind yeah. box. I'm gonna lose all my money on yep. Starlink. Starlink Battle for Atlas. Yes. Which, if if you know, it would make sense. I was sitting there watching it, thinking, okay, why wouldn't I just buy the best guns yeah. for my ship? It's because it might be blind box, and you might just have to buy a bunch of these. Well, things it did look like you, I bet they have a ship starter pack, sure, uh, which is going to be your base ship, and then you got you know maybe you'll get some run of the mill stuff. Uh, but I mean, are, are there going to be like? Blue items, orange items. Are we gonna have a rarity? Oh yeah. I mean, what if my ship is a bunch of colors and can it, I get like, a black it lotus? doesn't look good? It looks like one of those cars where you've replaced <laughs> each door with a, the different replacement door from the junkyard. It's like Destiny before you have any shaders. You just look like a nightmare ragman. <laughs> <laughs> Your little junk ship comes up in the Starlink universe, and everybody's like, "Oh, poor you." <laughs> I uh, all I can say is I hope that in the Days around launch for Starlink, when they're shipping all these ship parts to like retail outlets somewhere, that a bunch of Eve Online players show up and like knock over some of these <laughs> things and like steal all these little ships and everything else. That would be that would be great. They defend their turf in real life. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look, Eve Online players are not messing around. They don't mess around. They, 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 they get in a tiff and destroy tens of thousands of dollars worth of stuff. I was going to say, they want to hold down digital. the crown for... It's uh, digital, but, you, you know, they, could, they can make the transition to physical anytime they want. Well, the battles rage for, like, 20 hours sometimes, over multiple days. Like, they just keep going and going and going. It's actually something... Oh, if you don't cath at the beginning, it's all over. Well, if you know what? You, mean what? you don't you cast off at the beginning, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, you need you a bunch of empty jars. You're going to lose a battle. You gotta oh, have I a, see. Gotta... I you thought you were talking about something that EVE Online players know about. I'm like, I'm learning <laughs> something about EVE Online here. EVE Online does seem like a very daunting community to try to just jump into. Oh, you can't. We had, uh, when we were doing Rev3 games, we had an editor who was super into it, and he wanted to do a feature on it. And he's like, I'm going to join... EVE Online, I'm going to get into this. And he had to have like multiple phone interviews because you can't just go into EVE Online at this point and like right. buy a ship and start. You'll just get oh, no. murdered. No, you no. have to be part of you have to be part of a corporation. And so you have to uh, uh, interview to be part of one of these corporations. And they don't just let you be a pilot. Like you literally have to work your way up from the EVE Online equivalent of a mailroom to do this. They have like a shit farmer it's, or what? Yeah, I love basically. It. You're an indentured servant and they're Junker. very like they're very <laughs> locked down because they're they're worried about espionage between corporations. Which happens all the time. Yeah. Somebody starts a second Eve account, Wait, joins I can be another a spy? corporation. Oh yeah. There is a great book called The Histories of the Great Battles of Eve Online that came out this year. And it's like an absolutely book. fascinating. This is a book. They do have this there was um there was what there was one player or something who um, infiltrated another corporation and ended up stealing like uh, like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of credits or something um, and making off with it. And it was it was a thing that happens in this game. It's fascinating. I haven't played Eve Online since uh, since it might have been late beta or early release. And what I played is nothing like the game that exists. Yeah, it's I, like, totally I, different. I now, had yeah. my I had my little tiny ship. My, had my little icon in the corner with my face, and I would go and mine stuff, and then I would set a bunch of skill up things, and then go to sleep, and let them train overnight, and come back and mine some more stuff, and then go. What am I mining towards? <laughs> and then, and then. What is my life? And then, what am and I then, doing? Yeah, How and then, is this a game? What and am then I stop doing? Playing. Yeah. Well, I can't help but notice we keep gravitating in our breaks or now on the podcast towards conversations about uh, PC games, and I think that's probably a reaction on our part to the fact that there's not. Much PC stuff at E3 anymore. And succulents. And well, succulents, thank let's you, Let's not Ryan. forget them. I think succulents have become a major theme of this show. Well, this, is, this, is, this is unexpected. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the ah! 
Wow. Uh, I think the I think there is a lot of PC stuff, but I think the PC stuff now also is tied to at least a semi-parallel console launch. Mm-hmm. And it's right. And if you are not a massive publisher, or even if you are a massive publisher, it behooves you more to ally yourself with one of the uh, with one of the console hardware makers, become part of their presentation, and get the hype for your game that way, rather than yeah. try to do it on your own. Unless you're Bethesda, in which case you fucking own all of E3. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. Basically, every game announced for on the Microsoft uh, press conference was also a Windows 10 title. Which is a secret play, I think. Or, you know, it's happening... You know, on the what fly here. What is this? What, what is happening over here? Gus is mad because he, I can, I, uh, this is how long I've known Gus. I can just read his body language. I couldn't hear the conversation. Uh-huh. Here's what happened. <laughs> Gus <laughs> came in. He goes, why is the podcast started? I was supposed to be on it. They go, because you were late. And he's and like, he says, I was, no, he I was corrected everyone uh-huh. in the room. I was not late. Here is my schedule. And this, is that what took place? My, that is exactly what <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the invite yeah. I received to film this said five. Said five p.m. We we ended up moving it up a half hour mostly so that we all get out of here a half hour earlier. No, I, and I appreciate that, but I was drinking down the street. I was like, I got I got time. <laughs> no, nope, wrong. I could totally read all your body language. Couldn't I, hear a word you said. I should, <laughs> is my is, is my bad guess. So we're gonna start over, right? I mean, just like yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's, 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 let's start over. Let's, let's do. Let's do. Uh, hey, everybody! Like, cast like Casper mattress. It was, it was all like a bad dream that you wake up. Hey, oh, welcome hey. to Glitch, please. Featuring Gusterola. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, Everybody tunes do, in to see what little Gus is going to say. Get a close, Gus? Sure, why not? We'll, we'll get to these pillows. My, my, new, my, new my, my new favorite phrase that Trish said, tiny heinies. Everybody's got tiny heinies. Tiny heinies yeah. 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 in there. Oh, my God. Trish oh, was such a mom before she was even do. a mom. No, I was going to put it behind me so that I can reach the floor with my oh, feet. Look at you. Do you want another one? I got a booster. Yes. There you go. Now you have that one. You need a succulent. I think Ryan can hook you up with that. Yeah, I got a succulent. What we're saying is, like, I think that's the play. Like, that seems to be the only way to break up what is arguably a monopoly that Valve has with Steam on the PC marketplace. I mean, it's just like there's no r- real other option. Even people in my family who don't understand gaming, they, my kid's they mom, they asked me, she's like, she's like, why does everyone go to Steam to get this stuff? Is there nobody else? And I was like, nope. Well, I mean, Microsoft Store and Origin, that's about it. Well, there's there are options that are less well-known, the, the, the hardcore crowd. Like hardcore G- crowd knows. G- yeah, there's, the, yeah. there's or like Green Man Gaming, or, yeah. or if, uh, you're you know, into the Bundle, if you're into the or, independent stuff, you usually go to like itch. Itch.io is blowing up for like small publishers and indies. Heard of that. Hey! Look who's here! Hey! Look who's here. You want to oh fit in? With, we're going to. You got tiny honeys? Hey, good to see you. <laughs> it's LeVar Burton, everyone. We call that we call that a walk on in the industry. So, Lamar, just I gotta ask, what would it take? What would it take? What would have to happen in order to get you uh, to come and play the Star Trek Star Trek Bridge Crew VR the oh, VR game? It, it would have to. It, you would have to promise because I got into so much trouble. The last extra life. Oh. Uh, uh, it, you, yeah. You would have to promise that everyone would be on their best language behavior. Oh, sure. We would do that in a real easy way. We only need you to curse. No. That's what happened last time. That's what happened last time. You would just have to promise that everyone would be on their best 
language behavior. I can tell you exactly how we do that. Okay. We fire like four people. Right. Then I know I, I got their names with in my Mika head. Bergen, <laughs> right? No. He did say best behavior. Stop it over there, you. How dare you? Come on. Like sabotage from within the family. Like a sailor, my daughter speaks. Like a sailor. Have you seen some of the coverage she's been doing? Uh, I have. Yeah, she's been going out on the uh, show floor and touring and showing us what we can't see because we're trapped in this room yeah, all day yeah, long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what's yeah. your favorite booth so far, Mika? Uh, Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Ubisoft, yeah. she says. Yeah. Ubisoft, Ubisoft. Booth, huh? Have you, have you been on the floor? Uh, yeah, we just, we every year for the last six, seven years, we do a father-daughter day, one day at E3. This is our day today. We begin with lunch. Um, with a crustacean feast, and uh, crustacean feast. Yes. Wow. What, what's the best crustacean? Um, well, it depends. Uh, crabs are nice, yeah. unless, of course, you're wearing. You have them. to be on your best behavior. <laughs> 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 best you behavior. have to be on your best behavior. <laughs> I was on the best behavior. It wasn't me. We can't look out for you if you won't look out for yourself. Abort. Abort. This is lovely because this is so wonderful because once a year. I actually, with my father, spend an entire day trying to explain to him what E3 is again. Mm -hmm. oh, right. <laughs> so this right. is very nice. Well, yeah. Yeah. I like the uh, like the father and, and child bonding over video games. Like people were really touched recently. Terry Crews put out that video where he explained like why he wanted to build a PC because he felt he was losing touch with his son mm -hmm. and wanted to understand video games and felt like this was a good activity they could perform together where he could enter the world and really kind of try to understand what the attraction is. And I Absolutely. think that, uh, you know, seeing, having uh, a parent understand and play video games with their, with their child is, is great. Nick I mean, and I began with CD-ROM games and graduated What was to the very first one? Do you remember? No, no, no. Before that, no, no, no. Like Pajama Sam. Oh, I yeah. Mean, Pajama Math Sam. Math Blasters. Right? Super Solvers. And Carta. Fighting Force, Fighting Force. Yep. And, and then, then <laughs> Laura Croft Tomb Raider. And then uh, we went through all of the platforms. I still have my Dreamcast. Love really? my Dreamcast. Yeah, that's a great right? one. Um, and now, now look at her. There used to be some fun, in the video fun game edutainment. I was like, there was Oregon Trail. I remember Number Munchers. Um, I played one. It was, uh, I think, the well, like one of the the early CD-ROM games I ever played was the Island of Doctor Quandry. What was, was that? I don't know that one. It was it was weird. Uh, so you get on into an island, and don't then you uh, we, <laughs> like you get turned into a doll by like an evil sorcerer or something, and so you have to try and turn yourself back into a human by solving puzzles. Doctor Quandry. Hmm. Doctor Quandry. You've I, solved I, the Quandry. We, we all remember the uh, Shakespeare play it's based on, of course. Of yes. course. Classic. Of course. Classic. Yeah, and Gus was just recently, you went on the, the Bill Nye Science Show, the Netflix mm -hmm. show, and that was the whole scope of your appearance was you were making fun of his CD-ROM game. Stomp the Rock. <laughs> was that what it's called? Yeah. Stomp the Rock. It was not great. So, and I made this joke, it actually made it under the Netflix uh, episode, was the icon to launch it was a stop sign. It's like, what? <laughs> how, how, how are you not thinking Ooh, about how you present the golden your age of UX design? There you go. <laughs> it's like, it's, the, the icon's literally telling you, don't, don't do it. Don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> So what is the best thing you've seen so far at E3 this year? Uh, Last year you told me about the Star Trek Bridge Crew. Yes. So good. And I was like, I was like, that sounds like the greatest game ever and I've ever heard of. We played it last we year. We did. Yeah, we played it last year. Uh, this year I was. It was all about uh, Far Cry Five for me because I'm. Yeah. A, I, I'm I, I love Far Cry and. Uh, 
Dogs. Did, we, Did you upgrade those yeah, hustle sticks not, not on Boomer? Hustle, like we got to play Boomer. We got yeah. to play with Boomer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get to pet him, yeah. and he licks your face, and he's so happy to see you, and he really uses those hustle oh, sticks. Oh, confirmed. Dog dies Wait. in Far Cry 5. <laughs> <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> confirmed. That's the third That's act. too much yeah. emotional baggage, not the leverage. So this was the, um, the major tease. Uh, like, I was excited about this, at least when we talked to one of the Far Cry developers, is um, it's Fangs. For hire, mm -hmm. I saw one. As in, yours might like your boomer might not be the dog. What if you have like a freaking eagle? That was Wait, the uh, so oh, an, Xerxes. Oh, an eagle, eagle flew by, by yes, and there was a paw print no. above it. And I said, Maybe just so like can I hire him? And he went, uh, we cannot talk about this yet. About we'll uh, more Whoa. details will come later. And I was like, eagles. That's I want that's a, that's yes. a glitch, yeah. please. Yeah. Exclusive. That's yes. a scloosy. We got that hot scloosy. We call that a scoop. Oh yeah, no, your uh, your reporter name is not Mika Jones. Sorry, that, that happened. He, yeah, he, she, he renamed you. Some did I get renamed? Well, he's I wasn't just naming things on the set. I named two plants. I was on a roll. He, yeah, he was he, feeling confident. The the thing is, the he had some donuts. Something, oh, it was something about it, the yeah. sugar interacted weirdly with his system. He started Ooh. talking to plants. They're now named Sarah and Stanley. Is that Sarah and Stanley over there? Yeah, they're yeah, over, they're there. over there. Succulent? They're looking, yes. Yeah. And well, you're Mika Jones, name, apparently. Uh, and you, you got renamed because he felt like you needed a secret reporter name. Okay. Yeah. So, well, there you go. Did anybody really miss Aisha Tyler this year for the Ubisoft host? You hush uh, your mouth. Well, she is our good friend. Like, I know. I missed her. I'm okay, saying I missed, I missed her. her. I'm missed saying, her like, yeah, 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 yeah. We all so missed apparently her. there was a right answer to that question. Apparently there was. <laughs> there is a right answer. I, I know that your friends what reminded me to ask this question. Yes. It's like, yeah. the, the, I thought the presentations this year, uh, Bethesda in particular, and Sony as well, it was one person that did mm -hmm. the entire presentation. A lot of them felt less like press conferences and more like trailer reels with an introduction. Mm. Mm. Do you know who I think picked up the banner of, of Aisha this year? was uh, Janina Gavankar oh, when she absolutely. did the EA play. And she came out, and you can tell, just like Aisha, you're like, oh, she, she plays knows, these she things. She knows what she's talking about. Genuine. She loves yeah. these things. Yeah. Yeah. She also right. had an amazing yeah. dress on. And she's so easy to look at. Janina. Mm. Yeah. yeah. She's I very agree. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. a controversial opinion. Yeah, is it? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of genuine people who are easy to look at, though, when is LeVar Burton going to be hosting the Ubisoft press conference? I would love to see that. Would you? Yeah. Hmm. Well, there's always next year. Always next year, oh, Ubisoft. Always next year, Don't pay Ubisoft. attention. We, we should get a, get a hashtag going. <laughs> the first thing Let I noticed when host. they announced... Let LeVar host, I love it. Yeah. When they <laughs> announced Bridge Crew, the first thing I noticed when everybody's putting on their VR helmets, I was like... It's a Geordie simulator. It's a crew of Geordies. Oh, yeah, when they put it on. Yeah. Everybody gets to be Everybody's Geordie. Everybody's a Geordie now. Everybody gets to be Geordie. We did, yeah. I, I played with, uh, with Jerry Ryan and uh, Carl Urban. Um, nice. Yeah, nice. We, we had fun. Well, you might have the most unique experience of anyone playing that game. Was it for you a step back to be on the bridge again at all? Was that? I, I, I said it, and I felt it when we played it, and I absolutely meant it. It really does feel like being in an episode of, of Next Gen. Wow. Yeah. It's 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 a lot of fun. It's so you played as the captain, you crashed. Uh oh, because that's not his position yeah. usually. Yeah. Well, it's a simulator. That's a yeah, couple ranks yeah. up. I mean, right. come on. Right. right. That's why right. I have simulators. It's practice. Exactly. It's practice. I feel like we should practice. mod. One of our like Vive headsets to have like the Jordy visor. I was just thinking the they should have had yeah. appliques oh, or like special edition. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A little skin you put on the outside of it. Yeah, right. we the, just need to get it uh, wireless first. I love those, yeah. those yes. digital real world experiences though because we also got to talk to uh, the Bethesda developers who worked on uh, Wolfenstein, and they have on the floor they built the diner that's in that trailer. You, Mika, you went and had a strawberry milkshake. I there. did. It was so delicious. It I had sprinkles and whipped cream. Nazi, oh, Nazi wow. sprinkles. 
got some serious uh, I wanted a milk, over I here. wanted a milkshake, very, and I looked at the line, and I, just, I walked I away. I just want to draw the line that, here. Like, there's got to be a huge line for that. This is the second time that you've called them Nazi milkshakes, and there's a big difference between Nazi milkshakes and Nazi-occupied milkshakes. <laughs> okay? One is forcing a viewpoint on me that I do not want just all by I'm drinking saying, a milkshake. It was not milkshake-free America. It was in an <laughs> occupied territory. That's all I'm saying. So the cool thing was, though, they built that diner for the trailer, and it's in the game as well. But then they just turned over the 3D files to the construction crews, and they just built the diner. So oh, really? then these developers yeah, got to so walk through like their own diner. We That's talking, really cool. We Isn't that cool? That's really cool. developers on the show yesterday, and they were saying how weird it was for them to see something that they'd created digitally uh, and never imagine you'd see it physically and but yes that's exactly what they used to to end up making the booth and so it's very odd then to see this thing for real the built to specs for realsies. there's yeah. been a real like theme park vibe to the last couple trade shows where like mm -hmm. uh capcom had the full resident evil house mm -hmm. zelda yeah. uh oh, they had yeah. all of hyrule mafia, oh, yeah. mafia. Had yeah. amazing like street yeah, yeah that was, yeah, that was cool. awesome throwing beads yeah mm -hmm. right I missed I just, the beads. Yeah, people yeah. were throwing beads. You didn't have to show your boobs, but there Pro were beads. Probably for you the didn't? Best. Damn it. I was, <laughs> I feel it was optional, Bernie. It was always it. optional. I feel taken advantage of that. We're telling you, please stop. <laughs> sir, put your shirt on. Please, sir, please. <laughs> we'll, give, we'll give you as many beads as you want. Just leave the booth. Yeah, which is, I mean, telling, I think, as well uh, for E3 as a show, because 2K had that enormous New Orleans presentation mm -hmm. that you could walk through last year, and then this, this year, no booth. They had a house around the corner. It's uh well E3 is You can't go that big lot. every year. Right. It is tough. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty big. That's, I mean, yeah. they've got a pretty elaborate thing over at EA Play. Do they? Is yeah. It? No, I mean there's uh, we went and played uh Battlefront 2 over there and it's okay. I mean they've got a huge building set up over there full of computers for people playing. They've got doing it at the convention. There's a life-size Titan over there. Okay. Yeah. It okay. doesn't move. Okay. But, but it just stands big. there looking they've got awesome. Like a whole, they've got like a whole line of food trucks. They have like a whole mm. thing set All up right. over there. It's yeah. really nice. But it, it, it makes you wonder about, and this is, this is a question that keeps coming up, the economics of having a large centralized show like E3. And, you know, you look at something like Comic-Con, where 90% of Comic-Con now is outside of Comic-Con. Correct. Yeah. South by Southwest is the same way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so you have to wonder, like, if EA can look and go, it's cheaper or still within the budget to rent out this entire theater and like half a block surrounding it versus having this giant booth. Versus the internet price. Yeah. <laughs> so like you, you have to wonder how long the economics of giant booths at E3 can continue. Well, it's changing a lot though, since this they have, they sold 15,000 passes to the public this year, which has also really changed the on-floor dynamic, like for the show floors. Very much so. Um, it, they are every, it is packed, absolutely jam-packed. So, but it's a shift in dynamic as well, because it means that instead of being just an industry trade show, it's now a consumer show as well. Which I always I found interesting when they announced it because at a trade show, uh, when you're dealing primarily with with media or with with businesses, there's the there's the understanding that this isn't finished, things are going to be like like broken or kind of janky, and you get an idea like what can be overlooked and what can't. There's no such handshake with with consumers. They can and will think absolutely whatever. Mm -hmm. Sure, I and I also think that. For me, if I was if I was coming in just like I want to spend a couple days at an event and play some games and find out what's going on, I would much rather go to a PAX. Mm -hmm. I would much rather go to something that isn't an E3 because mm -hmm. at least now we're with this first transitional year, 
it still doesn't feel like a public show. They don't, they don't know what yeah. to do right. with the, the, with the booths that don't have the in. infrastructure built to handle the public. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the booths still revolve around like having a PR media check-in desk. Like mm-hmm. nobody really thought about like, oh, how do we pivot this to uh, address a wide range of consumers who might be visiting. It still looked like the exact same show floor as last year. Like, I don't think Ubisoft's booth changed at all. They had the back hallway for everybody. They had their upstairs and they had their show floor. Mm -hmm. They had the Just Dance Center in the middle. And it's like, it was just packed with people that were just staring and trying to get in line. It's like the lines were longer and Mm -hmm. people would just stop when they saw a trailer. And I'm like, please move. Yeah. Just 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 out of the aisle, just like off the side, just just a little bit. Exactly, just just a smidgen that way before you can just check your phone. I think this year they're really banking on the idea that so many people in the gaming community have always just sort of like wanted to go to E3. Right, we've all like we were all kids and we wanted to go to E3. Right. Right. So like now we can go to E3. But so for this first year they were like, good, we'll let them into E3. But we don't really know what to do with them when they're in here. But mm-hmm. we'll take the money now <laughs> and figure it out for next year. I think the E3 Coliseum. I think the thing that uh, that Keeley's that Keeley's doing, where they're adding panels and adding some offsite things, are adding value. But I don't think enough people think about E3 as a place to go see I panels and shows that, yeah. yet. Not, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. There, there are a lot of things that you don't get uh, at E3. Do you know what one of those is? Anthony? It's not milkshakes. I know that because you can get any Nazi milkshake you want at E3. <laughs> uh, Nazi, Nazi occupied. Nazi occupied milkshake. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but Vichy dairy products <laughs> to you. Now the sprinkles, the sprinkles, straight Nazi. Those oh are God. sourced. Those um, are sourced. But what you don't get at E3 is a lot of sleep. Mm. But you need it. You need a good sleep, and that's why this episode of Glitch Please is brought nice to you by segue. Casper. Solid segue. Solid segue. That that was so smooth. I need a nap. Yeah. Hey. How about, would you like to take that nap on a Casper mattress? Because Casper is an. <laughs> <laughs> she she's unstoppable at this wow. point. Wow. The the ball has Go. begun rolling yeah, yeah, down yeah, the hill. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. gonna happen. I'm 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 so, I'm gonna leave. Lamar, so yeah. thank you for joining us. It's right. always a pleasure thank when you're here. Thank you so I mean, much. Great to see you. Have a great E3. You too. Thank you. You too. Bye. And I do want to play at some point Star Trek Retreat with you. I want to figure out how to do that. Yes. I've got the we, setup. We are, we are on it. We'd I've got it. the Perfect. setup. We're almost there. Jump in. Why don't you grab the mic and jump this in? Is the, uh, this is the... Okay. This is the Burton family seat. Yes. 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 It, is, it, is, it has been Burtonized. It's been Burtonized. <laughs> We're good. Jones. Bye. Great to see you. Jones. All right. Yes. Bye. Uh, so, uh-huh. uh, I'm sorry. I'm so tired and so a little scattered. I need my caster mattress so that I can sleep. <laughs> 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 nice like, retransition. Right back in it. Three of them. I got this. Casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the cost. Casper is revolutionizing the mattress industry by cutting the cost of dealing with resellers and showrooms and passing that savings directly to the consumer. Casper's mattresses. Casper's mattress is an obsessively engineered mattress at a very fair price. It's made of supportive memory foams for a sleep surface with just the right sink and just the right bounce. Plus, its breathable design helps keep helps to keep you uh, nice and cool, regulates your uh, temperature through the night while you're all sleeping. Uh, you can buy it easily online and completely risk-free. Casper understands the importance of truly trying out a mattress that, in all reality, optimistically you're going to spend a third of your life on casper offers a free delivery and painless returns with a hundred day period so you don't have to lie down in a showroom because that feels kind of weird uh, you can save an additional fifty dollars towards a mattress purchase by going to casper.com glitch and entering promo code rt that's casper.com glitch promo code rt Terms and conditions apply, but free shipping and returns to U.S. and Canada. And you would expect a mattress to be, like, crazy in terms of shipping. Mattresses are big. 
these are insane. They come in the box. Like you've 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 opened them before. Oh, they go it, yeah. poof, and they like almost like inflate. It's crazy. If only we had one here to demonstrate. Oh, we would be we fighting just, like, over that at this here. point. We, I gotta say, this floor is not bad. We did seriously discuss having an episode of Glitch Please in which we just slept here for an hour. It is I'm E3's down. a steady yeah. slog, a isn't it? It's just like, and you're on the move all the time, too, on top of everything else. Yeah. So. Intrepidly yeah. reporting. It is. It's a lot. It's it's crazy. It's uh, RTX is, I think, very draining for us because we're constantly on the go. But E3, I think, is right up there, man. Mm -hmm. It's It's... Uh, we also, after RTX, we're smart, and we're like, it's the end of the day, and we have, like, some things we have to do at night, but we don't go to, like, parties or anything like that. E3 kind of almost can't avoid that, so. RTX is the RTX of naps. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple naps in the day. Schedule it. It's almost part of, uh, when you come for work, it's almost part of the experience. Like, you have to go, and you have to meet people and talk and set up business deals. Which we used to not <laughs> wheel and do that stuff for a long time, Gus. I've like, done at least 17 yeah. business deals while I've been here. Was I've it done, all in the JW? Oh, so many business deals in the JW. So many, so many uh, <laughs> well, regional managed, salespeople in lasers. Yeah. You managed to get yourself canon in two games while you were here. What was the other one? I can't remember I knew, one, though. I knew, I knew it was XCOM so, 2. Okay, so you, you can't are remember. XCOM 2. Okay. The other one was what, Far Cry? Yeah. Yeah. Far Cry. yeah, you are now DLC in two different games. So I, we, I think they're just going to give Boomer my shirt and call it the Spuds <laughs> McKenzie like DLC. Confirmed? The Carboni universe? Ooh. They're all connected? Right. I like that. XCOM exists in the same universe. The as CC, Madden. the Carboni connected universe. <laughs> Carboni connected. I mean, look. The CCU. I can. I feel like I can do just as well as the as the Universal Dark Cinematic Universe. No, I the feel dark like I can do Universal as well. Cinematic Dark Universe Cinematic Dooku. Universe. The Dooku. Is that actually what it's called? Yeah. Yes. What is now? No, that is. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, I, I remember people saying Dooku, and I, but I didn't realize it was. I thought the it was you thought they were talking about Christopher Lee. Yeah. 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 I, I was certainly hoping that that was going to make a big comeback. <laughs> maybe we'll maybe get a, a Dooku spinoff. Every segment that I did after those developers were on, when we went to the audience questions, it was always like, ask them to put Anthony's shirt in the game. And I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> he's got enough in his life. He's got, he's got, he's in three games now with this shirt. I can't ask the Madden developers. I want to thank everybody out there for getting me my sweet, sweet shirt royalty checks. <laughs> these games. Royalty checks? Are you I'm, crazy? You're I'm just, retiring early. You're just honored to be in the game. Please. I, I get 20% of all microtransactions. Oh, Video game developers much. don't pay royalties on anything. <laughs> I think there's a strike over that right now. Yeah, that's so like the um, yeah the video game the voice actor strike still going on. It is. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. two hundred and thirty days. They said two hundred fifty four or fifty six. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, it started. So, in, so, it started so, in February. I saw that uh, the actress, the voice actress who did the voice of Chloe in Life is Strange, Ashley Birch, tweeted who is about also what? the voice actress Ashley Birch that did that. Yeah. From so what happened Event is Horizon. they oh, announced Event they announced Life Zero is Strange Dawn. two. They said Zero Life is Strange Dawn two is coming. Horizon yeah. and there Ashley. People noticed in the Life is Strange 2 trailer, they're like, that doesn't sound like Ashley. That doesn't sound like Chloe. And so she tweeted out, I'm so disappointed. I'm so sorry to say that I couldn't be Chloe in this game. What? I'm still a writer and a consultant, but it kind of breaks my heart that I can't be this character, but I can't step across the picket line to do this. Oh, good for her. Yeah, I mean, wow. it's it's an amazing, like, it's a very strong decision on her part. It's the right decision. It's, um, it's hella right. It's hella right, which is how teen girls talk. <laughs> well, no, it is, it's a very tough decision because I'm sure it, clearly she enjoyed playing the part, and she's giving it up. And really, she's giving up the playing a part that she enjoys playing really for the benefit of a lot of other people. It's mm -hmm. other voice actors that are going to come after her, and they're going to benefit from what they're doing right now on the strike. So it's it's something I don't think that has a ton of visibility, but it's it really is starting to affect people's lives. Yeah. It is this sort of strike, too, where um, a, a lot of people, it, the effects aren't felt as 
soon as you would feel the effects of something like a, um, you know, there was the almost. Uh, there was the almost the was the writer's strike, strike really, um, from May. It was yeah, it was like well, within was a, few a day days, yeah. uh, before that would have happened, and those results would have been felt by this fall. But video game development is such a longer timeline. This is a multi-year thing. So uh, in, even though it started in February, now is when we're gonna start to feel the effects. Yeah, right. absolutely. And I gotta say, it's like a, I love the video game industry. It does kind of have. A history of maybe people's work-life balances being out of whack. There was times where uh, spouses uh, developed spouse. the EA spouses and were suing EA, you know, because they were losing what? their spouses to long development hours. Yeah, there Just was a there was a blog that was um, this was several years ago, but it was um, a, a blog that more or less outed EA. It was a, a spouse of a developer. Uh, just it was outing them about like the crunch time, the long hours, just that generally it was not there was no work life balance. Like if you were working on this thing, you were 100 percent. If you have a family, you you had a family. Yeah. Crunches crunches this culture in in technology and in gaming that is just sort of accepted and has always been accepted. Right. Uh, and it's very, very unhealthy. But, uh, you know, even I was talking to people uh, who work for developers around here today. I was talking to game devs and they're like, you know, just to get our E3 demo done, we were all working like, you know, for a solid month, almost round the clock, sleeping in the office, not really seeing, just to get this vertical slice demo done. Right. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's important, right? It's an important marketing tool, but is it so important where we can't figure out a way for the industry to plan a little better for these things and like mm -hmm. ease the struggle that these people are having in their lives. Well, I mean, and now it's we're in sort like, of a... Uh, no, I was just saying, now we're in this weird time that I've been seeing people romanticizing crunch and romanticizing... Yeah. Well, there's there's I almost mean, like, it's a weird humble braggy thing. Yeah, like I saw Apple advertising and they were like... Oh, and they're plan of the uh, apps. Yeah. Oh, they got, yeah. called, they got called out pretty yeah. hard. For yeah, they that. got called out really hard. Like, oh, not ever seeing your kid worth it. Am I right? And I'm like, no. No. Well, it's an it industry that's growing up right now. That's it's. There are so many people that want to work in it, and they're so passionate about it that they've committed so much of their lives to doing it. I mean, it's the same kind of thing you see in like the Japanese production of manga or an anime. Right. It's there's so many people that's like this is their what they they eat, live, and breathe. But they've created through their passion, which is unfortunate. But they've created an environment where that becomes the expected life. Yeah. To if live. someone chooses to live their life for their work, that's fine. You can choose what to do with your own life. And if you want to be a workaholic, that's great. And good for you. And I, you know, I wish you all the best. Take do what you though. want. You cannot then start a company and decide that your philosophy about how much you like to work is exactly the way everybody else should have to work. Also, don't torture your family. Yeah. Like, I feel very bad for, like you said, if you, if you want to be a workaholic, by all means, but that doesn't mean like I'm workaholic, but I'm going to abandon the rest of everybody that I love for my work. Sure. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, you grew up in an entertainment family. Entertainment is long hours, you know, yeah, especially I on mean, a set for a TV show or a movie. You're there, you know, 14 hours sometimes. And that's the thing. That's the, like I always say to like I was kind of a nanny kid, you know, like my nanny picked me up from work because my parents were both on sets. But at the same time, my dad would come home. Where were you working at the time? What? <laughs> oh, where was I working? No, but like, um, my 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 parents would come home. My mom would read Harry Potter to me at night, or my dad would play video games with me. It's like even if we had a God, small. God, you're 12 years time, old, aren't you? <laughs> she would read Harry Potter to you as a kid. Well, I think it was, I a, I think it was I in college. I could read, but we, it was time. It was like time for us to spend together. Like I could I read gotcha. a series of unfortunate events, but she would read it to me because yeah. it was like bedtime, I guess. I don't know, but it's like we found a way, even though they were always off. My dad lived in Canada for like a year shooting a movie. Yeah. And I would spend two weeks there and two weeks at home. It's like we found a way. We were all workaholics, or not me. I 
went to elementary school. They were all workaholics. But she was very driven. I cared. I colored in those recess grind. So it's like I feel like. If an actor and a makeup artist can do it, you can too. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's, uh, you know, we, we talk a lot of, about it at Rooster because we have big productions, especially like animation, and they'll go into, you know, the end of a project and they want to make it as good as they can, you know? And it's like, we there's always this balance of telling people, hey, go home, go home. And when they're like, I, no, we're at the end of the project. I want to make this thing awesome, mm -hmm. you know? And even to the point where I remember when we moved into the uh, 636 studio, the first place that you worked, mm -hmm. Ryan, uh, in Achievement Hunter. And, uh, I bought a washer and dryer so that people could, like, you know, it was just convenient. And also for costumes for live action. And I thought it would be a cool benefit. But then I was, like, being careful. I was checking myself in my head. I was like, am I sending a message that it's, like, <laughs> people are expected to be here all the time, you know? It's like you have to work that balance out. But there were certainly times when I was starting out, to Anthony's point, where I didn't sleep on a Thursday night for the first year of Red vs. Blue. I just was up all night encoding six different versions mm -hmm. of the file to be released on Friday. You sure. know, and it's like, that's just the way I did it. I can't tell other people they have to do that, but I, d I definitely made those choices for myself. Well, and well, you know, coming back to the, the convention thing too, is uh, in the last, you know, over the last several years, it's got to have gotten worse for developers to some degree because there's E3, but now there are multiple PAXs every year that they that the developers need builds for. You know, there before there would be, um, you'd have your E3 build, you'd have your Gamescom build, uh, Maybe there was like a CES build or or RTS. like a T or like a TGS I'm, build. I'm, 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 I was staring telepathically. No, no. <laughs> most <laughs> most developers now, do do crunch the hardest on the RTX build. They yeah. do. Yeah. They do. Thank yeah, you. but now we've got like <laughs> we've results. got PAXs. We've got multiple international RTXs. Um, we've there's there's Gamescom. There's TGS. There's uh, God. There's like a couple of different. RTXs? I think he just really the, wants to nail home RTX. There are, there are definitely more events. Tickets and I on think sale now. <laughs> the thing about more events is RTX not necessarily that there's more crunch to make a build for every one of those one of those events. I think the danger of that is then you are you are constantly pulling key figures and key players in your team away mm -hmm. to travel and promote the game, and then they become promoters of this game Instead the more they're developers. away. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't necessarily add to crunch, because what you see is you do still see the E3 build, the Gamescom build. When I go play a game at PAX, it's usually the same build I played at right. E3. You know what I mean? Right, they right. may add a little something, but they don't crunch for those other shows the way they do for those two. Just want to point out that Beyond Good and Evil 2 will be playable at RTX this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ubisoft is crunching on it. They've been right really crunching. <laughs> <laughs> we said they're crunching bad. Oh, you got me well, excited, so and then you made me sad. Did you really think that game was going to so be playable? I got so excited. Crunch is bad unless you're making that beautiful Space Pig game, and then you get back to work. <laughs> and you don't see your children. I'm at RTX 2025. Right, exactly. <laughs> It'll be playable there. I think the interesting thing about like us saying, I hope developers can go home and get sleep, I hope developers can go eat, it's like we love what they do and they sacrifice so much for us, but at the same time I want to go to every dev on that floor right now and just put them in a blanket. Yeah. And to be like, I know you've gotten no sleep today. I know you've gotten no sleep yeah. for the past I, two months. I, I actually we'll, have... we'll just get like a delivery of FEMA blankets. Yeah, and just exactly. like start, just... Like, you're okay. It's going to be okay. I, I felt kind of bad earlier today. I got a chance to walk out and I, I played another game. Uh -huh. I'm not going to say who, what game it was, but I was playing the game and I got to the end of the, the E3 demo and I did something that broke the build. And uh, every developer in the room turned, like all their heads snapped over, <laughs> and they all came in like, what did you do? Tell us exactly the series of events that led to this right <laughs> now. You are a some, human law. Some invasion Explain. of the body snatcher <laughs> shit where they just like felt so, it so, and so, all like, turned. <laughs> and it was, it was like, oh, no, 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 it's fine. Like, they were like, they're like, you're already at the end anyway. You didn't miss anything. But, but tell us. 
How did you get here? What is this? What like, did you, you don't do? tell us what, what did was, you do? What did you do? <laughs> what did, you do? Um, did they waterboard There you? was an area where you're supposed to go, and like you're supposed to go down this ramp to get to a door. But instead of doing that, I said, oh, I see if I like jump off in that direction, I can try to kind of move myself back. Why did you do that? Why didn't you just go down to the thing and go to the door? I wanted to jump down. I don't know. So I <laughs> you wanted to explore yeah. burning. And then when Explain. I jumped, I hit the floor. And I, it wasn't far enough for me to have died, mm -hmm. but as soon as I hit the floor, I died and then respawned in a, a different location without having hit anything. And then when I respawned, every enemy around me was dead. And then the door was You, you blacked out and murdered wow. a bunch of people. Yeah. In this <laughs> Everyone is envisioning a different game in their head as you're explaining this right. to. Yeah. <laughs> to me, you started off playing XCOM and you finished in like I Monster was Hunter. I Mario plus Rabbids. That's weird. Because <laughs> that's sort of an XCOM thing. Yeah. 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 yeah everybody knows about all the doors that are I in I think that's game. why I thank everybody at the booth when I leave after playing a game because I'm just like, I know that you sacrificed so much to be here right now. I know that you're probably running on Red Bull and a cracker. Thank you. Oh, I just ask him for free shit and be on my way. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, you got a pin or a hat what, or some you, shit? Why am I even here? Socks? Is what I say. Yeah, what do you, you got? got some socks. 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 I missed the socks. Those were good. On yeah. the other hand, though, there I just are... shrug and go, eh, the first game was better. Oh. <laughs> I guess this is fun. It's right. <laughs> <laughs> On the other hand, though, there's the really cool energy about E3 because there are so many announcements and reveals here, and this is the first time a lot of developers who have been working quietly for years on something, mm -hmm. get to show it off. Yeah. Or get to it's, tell people what they're working on. Yeah. Like, oh, I can yeah. finally say like, what it was. And this those is, this is what it is. Are right next to the ball pit full of scantily clad women. Wait, what? There's a ball pit. Where is it? Yes, there's a ball pit with scantily clad women. Are they, Ryan, where? If you had, I need yeah, if you had to say where on the map it like was and how far away it is. Like, if I had to walk to it right now, do you think it would take me like three? the Nyko booth. Nyko. It would be Nyko. They have a ball pit with people. You people get in the ball pit. And they sit down in the ball pit and play Mario Kart, and then there's some some booth babes that hanging out tracks. there too. I get why that happens. Really? That's that's a, I don't know why. Do, when Dang. you think of Mario Kart, do you not think of ball pits and scantily clad women? Because that's like the first I thing I do pops now. Okay. <laughs> uh, it was not an association gotta, I already had, but you got to get the 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 hot girls starting the race. It's, they they seem uh, more like gatekeepers on the ball pit. Really, they're there to just to bounce people out when time comes. Oh, isn't, isn't the thing that starts to race in Mario Kart a turtle in a cloud? Isn't that what <laughs> yeah, that's Yeah, but it's like a really hot <laughs> turtle in a it's cloud. A, it's a metaphor. Do I have to explain <laughs> it to you? It's just candidly clad turtle yeah. in a cloud. It's like a real in a bikini. <laughs> I mean, really only wearing, only wearing a canonical name is Sexy Lakitu. Well, <laughs> Here's the thing. Is, is someone, cosplay. someone told him that uh, they were supposed to show up for the first day of work, and they said, come sky clad. They couldn't uh, find anything. No. So they're like they got confused, brought a cloud, and they went. That's eh, close enough. Now nah, we'll work with it. So I think it's in West Hall. West Skyclad's Hall? a way of saying naked. Oh. I know that. You looked confused. I, I, I no, I'm know saying that. who told somebody to show up to work naked? I don't know. Whoever hired a turtle to so, start races. There you go, booth babes. <laughs> Have you made it over to the, the booth I told you about? I've never heard Skyclad before. No, I haven't. You never okay. heard Skyclad? I've heard Skyclad. No. I'm uh, look, I read, a lot of, I read a lot of fantasy. She I think it's does. I was going to say, is that like an Outlander thing? She that does. feels very Outlander. Well, Confirmed it's just a Ashley Reese way of, of saying totally, totally naked. Yeah. Starkers. Starkers. Nuded up. No, 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 not the Starks. Not the Starks? No. Well, 100% no. nip. But to what? bring this whole conversation back around, the reason we got into this discussion about uh, the work life balance of video games is I do think that there's a lot of improvement to be made in the relationship between uh, the video game industry and the voice performers. I mean, they, mm. I, I've, I've met a lot of voice performers that I'm big fans of, and it's surprising how little they enjoy the success of those productions. I'm a little surprised by it. Yeah, so um, I've. 
Uh, I'm trying to remember the uh, exact, like the, like all the exact details of the strike. I think part of it is um, things like uh, they want to know, for example, what games they're working on. A lot of times voice actors are brought in to uh, run lines on something and they don't actually know what game it is. What? Because developers are, are so secretive because they're so worried about leaks. Right. And so uh, they don't tell the voice actors what they're working on. Well, and then on the flip side of it, sometimes the voice actors know and they know for years. And, you know, if you're somebody who works as a performer, if you work on camera or whatever, uh, you need to be able to say who you've worked with, what you've done, be able to show some of it off Correct, to get yeah. bigger and bigger jobs. And when somebody's like, you cannot talk about anything about this to anyone ever for the next five and a half years, it's like, well, how do I build the momentum in my career if I can't even share it with other potential clients? Which we talked about you that wait with five Marla. and a half years, duh. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like writing Between a resume, jobs. but you can't say anywhere that you worked in. Get your call shirt in a place. couple of video games, get your 20% of the microtransactions, <laughs> and hang out till the next job comes yeah, in. Let's keep it's living the I, dream there. It's what I imagine <laughs> trying to look for a job after working for the NSA would be like. It's, uh, yeah, no, you can't call anybody. Call you for 20 years. I don't know. I was just like Around. finding myself, I guess. Right. Uh, and you and where you live and what you do. <laughs> <laughs> and what you Googled last night. I know what you Googled last night. Favorite horror movie. Favorite horror movie? Yeah, I know what you Googled last night. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, no. You know it's, what it's I Googled last night? What did you Google last night? How to keep it smooth. I bet you did. And you know what the answer was? How? What was it? Dollar Shave Club. Ooh! So I'd like to say, <laughs> where I don't know where Ryan, where Ryan's going. Oh, he's going to, the bathroom. He's going to shave. Um, <laughs> uh, so I want to say uh, thanks to Dollar Shave Club for sponsoring this episode of Glitch, please. Uh, I, especially because it's summer now, this is like shorts and skirts season, and this way I don't have like foresty, hairy legs. Um, like I don't have Gus legs. Um, and it's nice too because they're not they're not crazy expensive and they come to you. A Dollar Shave Club delivers amazing smooth shaves. You can get high quality blades and amazing shave butter sent right to your door for an incredible smooth shave. And you can make your life easier so you don't have to go to the store, get lost in a wall of razors. A razor that are super cheap and gross and are gonna draw blood or expensive and like got all these whirly gigs that you don't need or you have to go find someone to even get them out in the first place. Right. And, uh, and laser targeting. Okay, going to be honest, that sounds cool, but maybe not for a razor. Uh, and uh, with Father's Day right around the corner, I mean, what better gift is there to give than a membership to Dollar Shave Club? Uh, for a limited time, new members get the first month of the Executive Razor with a tube of the Dr. Carver Shave Butter for only $5 with free shipping. After that, your razors are just a few bucks a month. That's a $15 value for 5 bucks. In your first month's box, you get a weighty handle, a full cassette of four executive cartridges. So we're talking a new razor every week and a tube of shave butter. You can only get this offer now by going to dollarshaveclub.com slash glitch. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash glitch. Actually, they have a lot of really nice smelling stuff too. Like they've got an am it's a amber lavender soap that smells heavenly. I just said one of the greatest things in the world that living in this modern era is that if there's anything you do on a repetitive basis, you can almost automate it at this point. You yeah. just like, like yeah. you make yeah. it come to you and then you're yeah. set. Like Amazon has a pantry or whatever it is. Yep. And yep. you can just be like, I need this every two months. Every I'm eating month. brown rice every day. So bring it, bring it on. Bring, send me some brown rice. Amazon can probably do that for they you. They do it. They do it for me right now. But yeah, but it's like, so Dollar Shave Club is like, that kind of thing is perfect for that. Cause it's like, you don't want to think about that. And I love the idea of Gus hunting for a CVS employee. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's, it's, it's nightmare fuel. <laughs> Have you ever done that? Like gone to a Home Depot and needed something, but it's just taken too long and just left? 
I've done that before. Yeah, we're like I'm like walking around aimlessly. I'll even um I'll I'll put on I have like my specific helpless face like looking around going. Can I can I give you a Gus pro tip? Yeah. Gus life pro tip here. All right. Don't. If you're lost in a Home Depot and you don't know what to find, install their app. Type what you need. A location will find you, and it'll tell you exactly what aisle it is in, in the store you're <laughs> Except in. Except the one downside of that is the Home Depot is like the one place in the world you can't get. Can I just suggest, can I pitch a new first series? Can it, It's a new Metal first series, delete. and it's called okay. Make Gus Do Things With People. <gasps> no. Cancel we already. Said, <laughs> said we you're, you're on that show right now. Send Gus to, this is it. <laughs> send Gus to different places to accomplish different things where he simply must talk to a person. Oh, that sounds like a documentary. <laughs> oh, that sounds uh, that sounds rough. Like, uh, I like well, if you were to go to a bunch of different uh, convent, like types of like shows or events or like conventions. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not doing it. Okay. Well, I mean, there are no wrong answers in brainstorming, and we'll come back to it. <laughs> <laughs> Only if I get a Carboni shirt. <laughs> it has to be tied into the Carboni universe somehow. We're calling that the. Uh, Carboni, Carboni mo the model years? now, the economic model. So you just you get a shirt, get 20%, you're set for life. You're set for life. The, 20%. The CEM, very serious business. Good for video I, games, and yeah. you can build your resume once every five and a half years. Love it. I, I don't see the problem with my life plan, Bernie. I'm sorry. No, listen, I think it's a great plan. I think they will call it the Carboni economic <laughs> model in a few years. People will be following it. It's I a game plan. I will you for this pin. Yeah, so we'll you've got a, you got a Splatoon. Is that a pin? I'm going to miss a sticker. Is that Splatoon 2? Did you it, say it mow is. him? I will no murder him. I will oh, okay. absolutely take him out mowing. back and shoot him with a shotgun uh, like a little yeller. Well, just, just do the whole thing where you know cut off your legs and put swords on him, and then you got your murder sticks, and then you kill him. And it's a it's an elaborate plan, but I think it'll pay off. Can I have a little discussion here, a talking point that might be a bit of a dark cloud. Ooh. We have oh. spent a lot of time talking is there about a new dark cloud? what we're most <laughs> excited about at E3. This is a great segue to that. What are you the most disappointed that wasn't featured? Last of Us 2. Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. Really? I'm with well, Gus. Here's the thing. It's not even disappointment. It is, but I'm, I can't say I'm disappointed with Nintendo for not bringing it because we did get a really cool logo. Oh, we did this get a logo. Really cool logo. Ryan, did you see the Metroid Ryan, did Prime 4 logo? Ryan, did you see that amazing logo? logo? Did you know the logo. Logo. they were good? Sorry. The logo, Ryan. Ryan. so lovely. It like a metal texture. so distracted by that other guy that was like, yeah, that other property you want, we don't even have a logo. Yeah, it's like not far enough. Uh, it's not far enough in development to even have the like. It hasn't got to the logo guy yet. You're talking about po you're talking about Pokemon. Stars. You know what? Yeah. Pokemon. Pokemon if stars. all you've engaged so far is a logo artist, you may not even get that game. No, that's been they're Ryan? not committed. They're not committed. How hey, leaned Count into that? There's Ryan. your point. There's not a guy. Counterpoint: totally, totally. Marketing yeah. and design is 50% of the game. Hey, I think oh, we'll see Metroid let's, Prime let's, in six months. Let's take this body <laughs> language down a notch. Guys. This body language is out of control right now. Let me tell you something about Metroid Prime. What you got? What you got? What you got? What you got? Kiss, kiss, kiss. So well turned. I'm glad they got your dad wasn't here. People are about to not be on their best behavior. But yeah, so what yours was Last of Us. Last of us two. You're yeah. disappointed by that. I was disappointed by the fact that there's no major Elder Scrolls announcement. Yeah. Besides the fact that they were going to put Skyrim on the billionth oh, come platform. On. You got Morrowind, which is already out. Well, it's the Elder yes. Scrolls Online. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so yeah, Elder Scrolls Online Morrowind. Oh, you got a which card game. I'm honestly like with Morrowind, I'm kind of tempted to to try it just because I Morrowind was my first Elder Scrolls game, so it holds a very special place in my heart. So I'm kind of curious, <gasps> but you, I don't want to play. I have a no MMO rule. You got this VR Skyrim? Skyrim? Skyrim. Skyrim? Skyrim? You got Switch? Switch Skyrim. It's Skyrim? Skyrim? Skyrim at this Skyrim? point is going to be, a, if, if we have an announcement in 2018 about it, it'll be seven years since Let's we've heard Let's talk anything. about Skyrim as a service. Skyrim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
I mean, like, I, I get it. It is, uh, it's an awesome game, and I'm actually looking forward to the VR because it's a new way of experiencing the game, not just a new platform. Also, you could be oh, like, oh, I hope that to do to fuss row dot that you actually have to shout <gasps> in VR. I hope not. Oh. Do you remember, no. like, can I everybody harken back to a time when Harkin? our first Ace Attorney game came out? And maybe oh. we were sitting on a bus or in a crowded room, some sort of public transit the first time we had to scream out objection. <laughs> yeah. or, like, or, like, blow into a microphone yeah. really I, loudly. I do remember with the, like, I, um, I used to play the DS. I was, like, my, I took a train to work. It was my commuting thing. It was what I did. And every time something like that would come up, I'm just so embarrassed trying to, like, huddle up and be like, <laughs> your, your honor, I have an object, your honor. Just rub your hand you over know, the mic. But yeah. then instead of instead of being like the weird person <laughs> talking to myself on a train, I'm the weird person like sticking my face yeah. you're, you're, into you're, electronics you're, of some sort. You're giving weird train blowjobs. And and like and screaming yes. bad dog at your lap as you're playing Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> People look really weird every time name, I you'd I be like Rover, <laughs> Rover. Your name is Rover, and you're in public, and it's awkward. You should take those viral videos of people on trains, you know, in subways yelling and harassing everyone and just like Photoshop a DS in their hand and see if it makes sense suddenly. See, it's fine. It's totally fine. It's a yeah. context. So yeah. You just need the context. Oh, no, sense. he's got a Bluetooth earpiece. Yeah, he's leveling oh, up. Yeah, he's yeah. fine. Yeah. 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 It's just spousal abuse. It's fine. What? You know, I did think it was interesting that uh, Oculus just gave it all a skip. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They the, we're off. actually next door to a developer uh, that is showing a game, Archangel, uh, and it's, they're mm -hmm. showing it on PSVR and Oculus and on Vive as well. So you say Oculus gave it a skip, did Vive give it a skip as well? They're here uh, though. I mean, you see them all over the place on the floor. But, but they don't I have their have they don't have their own Oculus. space. But uh like remember last year Oculus had a huge they, thing. They did. Mm -hmm. yeah. They're you, like you could you could chart the the progress of Oculus in terms of just uh like awareness momentum, I guess, or buzz momentum from like their first demo station off in a corner somewhere to uh, then they had like three stations and a little bit like with beanbag chairs a little bit of a line yeah. and then the next year one of the biggest booths on the floor huge wall super flashy all crazy and then nothing well you have two things going on there right number one you have the launch of this hardware so they were working up to that so obviously they wanted a a huge presence there but that was going ag against another force which was the facebook buyout right which facebook like yeah. you get about a year as a company after you get bought out, where you get to do whatever you want the same way it's always been. And sorry, is this foreshadowing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the same way it's always been. We just want to see what you do and let's watch it for a year. And then after a year, parent company comes in and says, okay, here's what we're thinking right. now. Uh, I have some notes. I have some notes. Yeah. Just a couple notes. Maybe you're not a game company anymore. <laughs> Maybe you, <laughs> you know, because I think Facebook is really looking at this as like they telepresence, so connecting communities, right, social. Right. You know, and so they're kind of looking. Games for for VR companies in a lot of way is still kind of like it's this Trojan horse way to get mm -hmm. in, right? Gamers will buy VR headsets, but they don't and necessarily know that games have. are the biggest thing for VR. Yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right. In fact, a, you know, for there for a lot of cases, they might not necessarily be like it, they're going to be. And it, although that goes more into augmented reality, I guess is like all of the different. I I think social would be more AR, but that's it is. Just me. I mean, because so you can actually see people instead yeah. of just like. Well, Snapchat's an AR app. It is. You know, with the face filters, the real-time face filters, it's I think AR. There is a lot of social and telecommuting that's going to be possible via VR. I probably take one meeting a week in virtual reality at this point. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, where you are Evan was talking about How does that social interaction like, for Gus? Of course he would. Where you, yeah, everyone has an avatar, and then if it's on the vibe, like you can see their hands. 
and you can pull up, depending on the applications, different applications, you can pull up, you know, local presentation from your computer if you're showing a deck, you know, pull up laser pointers or stuff like that. Do you, um, every time you, you do that, do you just pull the headset and be like, I'm in the Oasis. Get my haps. One of the applications where uh, you can do these uh, virtual reality meetings ha gives you the ability to spawn a camera. So the first thing I did, it was the very first VR meeting I ever took. I spawned a camera, moved it out in the distance, and then like turned to it and took a selfie. It's like this, and I, so I have this image. It's like the first meeting I ever took in virtual reality, and like all of the participants uh, in that in that meeting. How do you um, find other people who are willing to do this? So these are all virtual reality companies. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all about it. Um, so we're gonna wrap up in just a second here. Um, we've got uh, to get like prepared for a, a whole a new day of of the E3 streaming tomorrow. But I do want to note. Um, Caden sent me a note uh, that Skyrim on Xbox 360 had shouts via Connect. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I, for I completely forgot about that because no one wanted to. That was around the same time we were screaming grenade at Mass Effect 3. I remember that. Right. Oh, oh, my yeah. favorite. You're crazy. Oh. You're crazy. That was Dead Rising. Bernie, right? Bernie yeah. absolutely would do that. And I would, I would come in from another room being like, what? And he'd, be, he'd just be shouting at the TV, you're crazy. Like, you're crazy and also leave me alone. <laughs> so it's like two things that when you hear someone outside the room and then you walk in, there's no one else in there. You'd like, oh, you're, you've lost you're it. Crazy. You've lost it completely. All yeah. right, so but one thing time, I have to say about VR before yep. we get too far away from it is I say the exact same thing I said last year, which is VR hardware manufacturers stop trying to turn a PC peripheral into a platform. It's not mm -hmm. a platform. VR is probably at this point not going to make it, and it's definitely not going to make it if we fracture the marketplace and try to pretend like one peripheral or one monitor slash headset is a platform when it's really not. So stop doing that. I'm holding yeah, stop doing it that. off because I've walked around a bit on the floor, and it is still pretty out there. Now it's not in the place that it was last year, but Sony's got a whole wall. Uh, of VR, uh, Sony the, the sold a lot of units. Yeah. They yeah. They're the only ones it. doing well. Yeah, they're There's... the only ones that can turn it into a platform. That's true. Uh, but I mean, I'm still seeing a lot of vibes out there too. They're in a lot of ways benefiting from Sony keeping the fire lit under mm -hmm. developers mm -hmm. for VR. You want to get to the VR demo on the first day of a show and not the last yeah. day of the yeah. show. Yeah. Those yeah. headsets make, make sure get a little... Make sure you take your Lysol wipe. That, <laughs> that is a good note. Actually, the uh, the uh, guys that I, I'm trying to get uh, some maybe hook up with so we can get some wireless headsets. Uh, the two ladies that are, are manning that booth are both wearing like full latex gloves and they go in and take it off and sterilize it between every person. <laughs> I well, asked my dad if he wanted to go do the PlayStation VR and he's like, no. Thank you for asking. Absolutely but, uh, not. I, do not that, I would never that. put that on my face right now. Yeah. Bring your own headset. Be like, here. Right. <laughs> I brought my own. Thank <laughs> okay. you, though. I'll take my own pink eye. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so by the time you guys see this, um, E3 will be over. We will all womp womp. be and we'll all be dead. Sleep. Mm. Oh yeah, dead. Sleep. We will be dead. Sleep. Dead sleep. Um, but what? thank you guys so much. This has been a really awesome year. We've got like our our show has been bigger and crazier. We've had uh, more game demos and developers than we've had ever before. We have crazy shirts. Are all wonderful. I got to touch an Xbox One X. Crazy shirts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Socks. I, I just want to say this is, this is the first time I've worked with you guys uh, on anything like this, and it's been super fun. It's been one of my it favorite. It feels like you've been with us Anthony's been great. All right. Yeah. 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 Working with Anthony's been uh, a blast. You know what? Hold on. You've, you've been okay. You've been great. Oh, wow. You've been Thank great. You. Wow. And I just want to say like your your entire community as well from the moment I showed up has been just 
tweeting me wonderful okay, things, saying that, wonderful but... things. So thank you to all you guys. Quick, everybody tweet well, him and he's only okay. Stick around a while. That'll, <laughs> <laughs> that'll turn. <laughs> all right. So thank you guys. And thank you guys. And thank you. Thank all of you. Thank you guys. And happy birthday to Patrick. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Don't look so enthused. <laughs> All right. All right. Now get out of here. Bye. Bye. Let's get drunk. Bye.